0: and give you the skills and confidence to get the score you want on your MCAT test day. Learn more about Blueprint MCAT at blueprintprep.com slash MCAT. Welcome to the MCAT podcast. My name is Dr. Ryan Gray. If this is the first time you are joining us here today, thank you and welcome to the MCAT podcast. Thank you for taking some time out of your day to join us on this journey of the test called the MCAT. Now, if you're listening to this for the first time today, you're jumping in a few episodes late. We just started a series breaking down all of Next Step Full Length 10's practice MCAT exam. So you can go back a couple episodes, start it at question number one, and follow along with us on this journey. You could even go back to episode one and follow along and get everything that you need Uh, about the MCAT. Learn everything you need to know about the MCAT as you listen through all previous 100 episodes. We're going to continue with Full Length 10 right now. Brian, back with some more Full Length 10, passage four. Are you excited this week?
1: Absolutely. I'm I'm actually super excited that we're doing this. I mean, I know our listeners have heard me say this the past couple of weeks as we work through Full Length 10, but you Know taking full length practice tests is the single most important thing you can do to get ready for the MCAT, and so the fact that we've set aside a huge chunk I mean, gosh, we're going to be doing this for for a couple months, even yeah. more. <laughs> but, but you know, really giving students this in depth walkthrough of Next Step Full Length 10 uh, I hope emphasizes the importance uh, for all of us of of that full length practice, yeah, definitely. So let's look at passage four. In order for humans to hear, pressure waves are transferred through the air and are funneled into the ear by the way of an auditory canal and reach the tympanic membrane. These oscillations transfer energy to the membrane and cause it to vibrate via resonance. These vibrations stimulate hair and associated nerve cells and send information to the auditory cortex for pitch and intensity. This is a classic one of those what I call throat clearing paragraphs, kind of like – The rhetorical equivalent of just clearing your throat going into the passage. The AMC really likes having passages, probably half of them even, where the opening paragraph is just background information you should know anyway. Having said that, you should read it, right? Take a minute to just read it through and make sure you know. After that, we get figure one, which is a little diagram uh, that compares decibel level to frequency for the threshold of human hearing. And then after figure one, we read, human hearing normally detects vibrations in the range from 20 hertz to 20 kilohertz. A range of hearing shrinks with age, and the upper age of hearing is the most affected. Ultrasound is not physically different from other sounds but we do he- that we do hear, but the brain is not capable of processing these vibrations. Loudness is the characteristic of a pressure wave associated with amplitude. The greater the amplitude, the greater the stimulation of nerve cells. Loudness is a subjective property that depends on the individual. In an attempt to quantify loudness, and, and then so on and so forth, and there's an experiment. We're not actually going to read it now because we don't need it for the couple of questions that we're going to do. But of course, on test day, you would go ahead and read the question. Excuse me, you'd read the experiment very carefully.
0: Yeah, and just if you follow along with the handouts at home, if you download them on the show notes, this isn't the very full the full passage from full length ten. So just to, to put that qualifier in there. All right, so question 19. What is the intensity of a 70 decibel sound at a frequency of 10 to the third hertz? A, 10 to the negative 12th. Uh, what's Wm squared? Watts per square meter. Watts per square meter. All right, B, 10 to the 7th watts per square meter. C, 10 to the 5th watts per square meter. Or D, 10 to the 2nd watts per square meter. So right off the bat, I'm a little bit freaking out cuz I'm like watts per square meter, I haven't seen that in the passage or at least not what we read here for for the podcast. So I'm like, uh how can I answer this if it's not in the passage?
1: Right? Yeah, and of course that's going to come up a lot, right? Is questions that relate to the topic in this case the topic of sound but do depend on outside knowledge. Now, in this case, I cheated a little bit, Ryan, to make it a little tougher for you. The, if, if we had the whole passage here, it would actually give you the decibel equation, but I cut it out, and I didn't put it into the handout um, because I'm being malicious. No, <laughs> because, <laughs> because actually before walking into the MCAT, students should know the decibel equation. This is one of those ones you got to have off the top of your head. Okay. Uh, and in particular, that equation is decibels equals 10 times the log of the intensity of the sound over 10 to the minus 12. That's the equation. Decibels equals 10 log intensity over 10 to the minus 12. Okay. And you notice right away, Ryan, that in the answer choices, answer choice A there is 10 to the minus 12. And notice how they're kind of playing with you a little bit. Like they think, oh, if you only half remember the equation, like, you remember that 10 to the minus 12 is something special. Uh, in this case, it's the threshold of human hearing, the quietest sound the human ear can perceive. Right? You might kind of remember that 10 to the minus 12 and then, like, just kind of jump on it because it's familiar. Mm. Uh, and, of course, you don't want to do that, right? You want to do the actual calculation. Yeah. Uh, and then the other, the kind of, not, not trap answer, but the other thing that they clearly want you to take a look at is that answer choice B that says 10 to the minus 7, and notice it at 70 decibels in the question, and then they put a 7 in the answer. So even with just numbers as answer choices, even there, the wrong answers are going to have something kind of tempting, a little tricky about it. Like, hey, look at this number, and get them to kind of like, you know, just tickle your memory a little bit and make you panic and go for it. Yeah. Um, But, of course, we actually want to know the equations, right? We want to do the calculation. Uh, So here, if it was 70 decibels, remember, it's decibels equals 10 log intensity over 10 to the minus 12. So if you put 70 in for the decibels, divide the 10 over, now you've got 7 equals log. And then to cancel out the log, you do 10 to the power of each side of the equation. So on the left, you would have a 7, do 10 to the 7th. On the right, that would just cancel out the log. And so now you've got 10 to the 7th equals intensity over 10 to the minus 12. And when you multiply that over, 10 to the 7th times 10 to the minus 12, right, of course, you just add up exponents, right? So the Mm -hmm. negative 12 and the 7 add up to get negative 5. Uh, And so then there's our answer, answer choice, C.
0: Okay. The, The log, I think, would throw off Um, some people as well with the math so understanding how to cancel out logs or work with logs without a calculator and everything else as well
1: yeah yeah we just want to remember that key to cancel out a log you just take both sides of the equation and do 10 to the exponent exponent power of that side of the equation so 7 becomes 10 to the 7th and then log becomes 10 to the log and that cancels each other out
0: okay good to know. All right. And question 20 for passage four is based on passage information, which of the following statements about sound waves in water is correct? And so now I'm freaking out a little, even before I read the question or the answers, because again, from the, the little bit of the passage that you provided, water wasn't mentioned anywhere. So now I'm like, oh shoot, do I remember sound in water? But yeah, um, And again, I'm
1: just being mean to you, Ryan. (laughs) I cut off the passage because, well, I'm being mean to our listeners, right? Because again, this is one of those things where, yeah, you could go to the passage for help, but if you know your physics, you can actually just answer this question. So uh, why don't we look at the answer choices and we'll talk about it.
0: So A, ultrasound waves are attenuated and more difficult to perceive in the water. B, sound waves in water are more intense than sound waves in air. C, sound waves have greater wavelengths in the water than in the air. Or D, sound, we- sound waves have higher frequency in the water than in air. Hmm. So, I, right off the bat, and, and I'm probably way wrong, but there's, there's something about saying that uh, sound is more intense um, sound has a greater wavelength than sound has, having a higher frequency in water. It, something tells me that water doesn't change the, the, the qualities of the sound. And so I, I'm drawn to A immediately to say that ultrasound waves are attenuated and more difficult to perceive in the water. But I, that's, that's the only thing I'm going with right now.
1: Ryan, how good are you at hearing ultrasound in air?
0: <laughs> I can't hear ultrasound in
1: <laughs> there you go yeah right and we want to remember the word perceive is a specific technical meaning right it's not yeah. the kind of casual English meaning perceive perception of the yeah. word perceive is a specific psychology term meaning uh available to your conscious awareness right yep. you can actually perceive it and we can't perceive ultrasound at all yeah. in any medium right? so, that, right. that so that there you me go off. yeah okay yeah
0: so the, it, the yep. only one that says ultrasound the other ones are just regular sound Yep. Okay. And so
1: the thing we have to know about sound waves and, um, is that they speed up or slow down based on what they're traveling through. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, sound waves go the slowest in air, they go faster in water, uh, and then they go the fastest in a solid. Um, and of course sound waves are just molecules bumping into each other. So if the molecules are right next to each other, then they bump into each other really quickly and fast and the sound wave just jets along. Um, so you can it kind of makes sense that a sound would travel really quickly through uh, a solid. Okay. Um, now, like you said, Ryan, the, there, there's a, it's going faster, which means something has to be changing about the wave. There's an equation velocity equals frequency times wavelength. Um, or if it's a light wave, then C equals F lambda is another way that's presented. Very simple, but very, very important equation. Uh, in sound or in waves in general. So if the left side of the equation goes up, if, if V goes up, velocity goes up, cause it's, we're going faster in the water Then either F goes up or Lambda goes up. One of them has to change. Uh, and in this case we should walk into the test knowing that when a wave, light, sound, anything at all, when a wave goes from one medium to another, frequency is constant, Uh, The way the physics teachers usually say it is frequency is a property of the source of the wave. Um, You know, if you're playing a a C-sharp note, the speaker that's putting out that note is defining the frequency of that C-sharp. So the frequency is just constant. doesn't matter what the sound wave is going through. Uh, So what that means then is if the sound is going faster through water, uh, if V goes up, then lambda has got to be going up. The wavelength has to be getting larger, Uh, which leads us then to answer choice C.
0: So some some good equation knowledge there uh, I think is good.
1: Yeah, both of these questions, and very common, of course, in the physics, got to know your equations. And in this case, we picked these two questions because in number 19, that was an example of an equation where you had to do the math. And then question number 20 is an example where you had to know the equation, but just be able to deal with it conceptually. You didn't actually need to do the math.
0: Yeah. And then don't fall for the what I fell for was, oh, wave, uh, the, the sound waves are more attenuated, more difficult to perceive in water. Everybody's like, oh, yeah, I've, I've had my head under the water, and it's hard to hear underwater, so it's, it must be A.
1: hmm Right. Right. Yeah, yeah, which doesn't—which, uh, you know, wh- whether or not that might be true for regular sound, yep. we can't perceive ultrasound at all anyway, so yeah, exactly.
0: All right, there you have it again. Full-length 10 from Next Step Test Prep, continuing to break down those questions making me look bad as I don't know how to answer any of them. But I hope that my struggles help you as you think through and try to break down these questions, break down these answers in the future as you sit for the MCAT. Hope you have a great week. I'll see you next time as we continue more of Next Step's full length 10. If you're interested in more full length exams from Next Step, go check out Next Step testprep.com. Use the promo code MCATPOD. That's all capital letters, M-C-A-T-P-O-D. You can save some money on their full-length exams, on their MCAT course, anything that you need from them, including their one-on-one tutoring. Again, that's MCATPOD, M-C-A-T-P-O-D to save some money. Have a great week. I'll see you next time.